This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. It is week six in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81. Big show for you today. We check in with TSN reporter Matthew Shinetti as we zip around the CFL. Also, with team power rankings and some CFL fantasy tips, TSN.ca Scott Cullen drops by. And behind the helmet, the always outspoken, the always entertaining Duran Carter from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders joins me. We'll get into our picks of the week as well. So let's begin with our performers of the week. Now, CFL puts out its list, but myself and producer Joe Narsa, we're looking through. We wanted to, we wanted to go off the board a little bit. We wanted to go with our side of the performers of the week. And last week, hey, you couldn't argue with Travis Lule. Fantasy-wise, he is 4200 bucks on the salary cap. And Travis Lule balled out again. But that is not my uh, performer of the week. It, it, certainly an honor, honorable mention to Lule. I'm going Mike Riley, and I'm doing it because Riley had that dramatic fourth-quarter comeback against the Hamilton Ticats. 350 yards, three touchdowns. And it, here's, here's what I don't understand, is when people discredit a performance because the other team let the opposition back into it. So did Hamilton shoot themselves in the foot with penalties and uh, weren't able to stay on the field uh, offensively and, and allow Edmonton to come back? Yeah. But if you're the Edmonton Eskimos or any team, you have to take advantage of that. And that's exactly what Mike Riley did. That's exactly what winners do. When the opportunity presents itself, you get it done. And that's what Riley was able to do to keep the Edmonton Eskimos as the only undefeated team remaining in the CFL. So I'm going Mike Riley as number one. And then we go to the running back position. We stay out west, Jerome Messam. He was in redemption mode. We That big body Jerome Messam, he compounded in there. He was ejected last week, rumbled around 135 yards, a touchdown. And Joe, 28 carries. Absolute beast mode. The Calgary Stampeders were not afraid to feed the beast of Jerome Messam. Also, big shout-out to whoever was on defense against Jerome Messam because when he comes through, there's not much going around. The guy blows through guys. like that. He is the epitome of a power back. Oh, yeah. So you know those 135 yards were well-earned, and he's probably, I'd say, still one of my favorite running backs to watch in the league just because of how powerful he is. Like, I'm a big running back guy, and when you get to watch just pure raw power come up the middle, and he has cut ability, and he has, you know, the video game spinorama, yeah, he can, catch him out of the, he can catch a bit out of the backfield. Yeah, and they pummeled Saskatchewan, of course, 27-10 to 10, uh, last weekend to Week 5 for Calgary Stampeders. That, that whole West Division outside of Saskatchewan is a pick right now. I think you got Edmonton, BC, and Calgary as a 1-1A, 1-B, 1-C, and then Winnipeg in that Tier 2, and then Saskatchewan after that. So Jerome Messam showing what he can do and getting it done as he always does. Then I'm going Greg Ellingson. Two games this week. Two games for the poor Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, they're in the bye. They get a well-deserved break. But Greg Ellenson, the number one option for Trevor Harris, he can be a possession guy. He can be a deep threat. Leads the league with 643 receiving yards. Nine catches for 208 total yards and a couple of touchdowns during this week. It was a win and a loss, but Greg Ellenson continues to get it done. You can pretty much bank on Greg Ellenson if he's not at 100 yards, being very close to it, and getting a score. It's just what he does. 
he seems to become the guy where you just throw it up, and as long as it's going to Ellingson, he'll make the catch. Yeah. Like every week, you're watching a highlight reel on SportsCenter on TSN, and you're expecting the Ellingson clip. But the problem is, there's like two of them. Yeah. So what do you where do you go right? And it's been it's been really impressive to watch. And I remember at the beginning of the season, it was almost it was almost unreal. People were like, "Oh, this is amazing," and you know, good on him for what he's doing early on in the season. But now four or five weeks into the season, this guy's doing it every single week. All and the time. Putting on a show. Yeah, exactly. And i got to give a shout-out, too, for Doug Flutie Knight at BMO Field on Monday, becoming an all-time Argo great. And just, You know what? He's an Argo great. That's fine. But this guy, uh, you forget how amazing he truly was on the field. You go back, you see some of those highlights. Like, man, Doug Flutie was absolutely next level. He was absolutely next level. He was probably 15 years ahead of his time athletically for a guy his size, what he could do. He was, he was just amazing. He had the bobblehead night. Uh, Argos won, so it was a great night all around for the Argos fans and, and Doug Flutie there. It's interesting, too, because like growing up, it was you know Flutie and pinball. That was the guys you would watch every weekend. Oh, sure. And you almost took for granted, like I took for granted the amount of talent and skill that was on those teams. And now looking back on it, you see his highlights and you look at this guy and you're like, oh man, like unreal. his speed, his ability to move out of the pocket, his arm, his accuracy. I forgot his funky delivery too though, Joe. Like it was like, oh, yeah. it was, <laughs> I saw one pass, like, oh, it was kind of like a three quarter delivery in the ball and like it just kind of like went flat and then shot up like a can. Very similar to how... If you watch Russell Wilson play in the NFL for the Seahawks, like the shorter guys, the balls kind of like come from a different angle and pop up. That's what Doug Flutie was able to do. So those are performers of the week. Honorable mention Travis Lule and a shout out to Doug Flutie. Let's get to the Blitz. Before we get to the Twitter poll, uh, the Canadian Football League announcing that Gary Peters was handed a one-game suspension for contacting an official on uh, the game versus Hamilton on July 20th. Joe, this this is what gets me. Every time something like this happens, this is the second time this season. It shouldn't happen that often. People, oh, should Peters have been suspended? Should people have been suspended for touching a referee? Any level of any sport, if you touch the referee, bad things are going to happen. You might be fined. You might be suspended. You might be ejected. You might be all of the above. Don't touch the guys in stripes. It's easy. It doesn't matter if it was accidental. doesn't matter if you did it maliciously. Doesn't matter if it if you felt it was deserved. Don't touch the ref. Inexcusable. You touch the ref, you're gonna get your butt suspended. That that's what happens. So to me, it's a non-discussion. Will Hill suspended. Boom. Touch the ref. Done. Gary Peters touch the official. Guess what happens? Suspended. Don't do it. If you think you're gonna do it, don't do it. That's it. Plain and simple. Drives me nuts. And what blows my mind is while you're watching the game, you always see the guys come up to the ref, and you can see him heated. Yeah. What is he going to do after he's made that call? Like, if it's a non-reviewable call, and you're frustrated, and you run up to the ref, or, you know, you're getting into it, and you head up to the ref, you're making it worse. He's not yes. going to change his He's not going to change his mind. He's he, not going to say, you know what? You got a good point. Yeah, reverse the call. Ex- no. Em- right? Imagine that. Imagine... That'd you be know, amazing. He runs up and he's like, what happened there? And he's like, you are right. You are so right. Pick up the flag, walk away. Let's go. I know. it's. it's I would like to see that, actually. Me too. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. And what's more frustrating, too, is for the fan base because you understand the frustration of your player. Right. But then you have to deal with the frustration that for another week that you're not, you don't have this player 
and it puts more pressure on like on the team. On everybody. But, Joe, it's the stupidest thing, an argument you could have, anybody who argues against it. If you're in Little League and you have an umpire and you bump into him, you're going to be sent home without your juice box. Okay? That's what happens. Don't touch the ref. Okay. That's my rant. That's enough. Let's get to the Twitter poll here at AndyMC81. We are heading into the quarter mark of the CFL season. So who is your Grey Cup favorite? Who's your Grey Cup favorite right now? Not who you think is going to be right now, how everyone's playing. Who is your Grey Cup favorite at the quarter mark? On Twitter, at AndyMC81. Your options. The Edmonton Eskimos, the BC Lions, the Calgary Stampeders, or the Toronto Argonauts. You notice the theme there? It's mainly West. You want to tweet in your own? Sure, we have a tweet in. For the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, at one four and one, I don't know if I'd be be betting on the Red Blacks right now. That okay. came from, from at Stevie Juke Joint. It's a great name. He said, "Red Blacks to repeat hashtag Our Nation." Still plenty of time. East is wide open. I I understand, but as they stand right now, I would have to think you'd be insane to think the, the Ottawa Red Blacks at one four and one at this moment would be a Great Cup favorite. So Eskimos, Lions, Stamps, or Argos. Uh, how are you voting, Joe? I think I'm going to go with the Edmonton Eskimos. You can't argue with a team at this point in the season that's unbeaten. They're undefeated. And then you look at Mike Riley's, the type of quarterback I want to have on my team. And I know you're talking about the BC Lions, but do you believe that what you're getting, like what they got out of Travis Lule, like that can continue? I believe absolutely if he's if he's stays healthy. That, that listen, that was the problem with Travis Lule. It was never his ability. 2011 MOP. The guy can produce consistently. It was staying healthy. That's why Jonathan Jennings eventually replaced him. He couldn't stay on the field. If Travis Lule stays healthy, this guy can still be an elite-level quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Now, by all accounts, he's probably not going to get that chance once Jennings comes back. So keep track of that, especially for your fantasy roster of Lule, Jennings, how that's... I I, I would think that's going to come almost to a game-time decision. And don't buy as well. Don't just take Wally Blano's word for it. Whatever he says... Wait until as close as possible to kickoff before making that that selection between Lule and and Jennings. But uh, yeah, like I totally buy Lule. But listen, Mike Riley, he's won a Grey Cup. We know he can make those dramatic comebacks. We just saw it. So the Edmonton Eskimos is a a fine pick. We have from at Toronto Boris. Uh, uh, one guess who Toronto Boris picked Joe? Hmm. He picked Argos. Oh really? Yeah, he picked. Argos. I thought he would lean Hamilton. No. No, no, and and yeah, haven't got any tie cat tweets yet. At, at uh, that, w- whoever you are, please tweet that oh, in. Oh, please. please, someone and from the hammer. We love you. Come on, we'll send you an extra Domino's coupon just for no. how bad that idea is. That won't get out of my hands. That won't get out of my hands. By the way, great segue, Joe. We are delivered by Domino's. Choose any medium feast pizza for ten ninety nine. You get the seven ninety nine mix and match options. All their great deals online at dominoes.ca. Delivery carrot, whatever you want. Dominoes.ca. Perfect football food, perfect party food, perfect any food. I take my kids to swimming. When it's it's a, a tight night on time, go get some pizza. Get some Domino's pizza. Dominoes.ca. Okay, so my poll pick. And again, this West Division, it's so tight. Eskimos, Lions, Stampeders. I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those teams came out of it. I'm going to go right now with the Calgary Stampeders. And I'm going to say the Stampeders because, one, I love my guy, Bo Levi Mitchell. Brought brought the boom a couple weeks back on Behind the Helmet. So we love Bo Levi playing Nintendo 64. And I just think the Stamps, this is a, a classic. And listen, they're 3-1-1. One, and one. They're, they're right in the hunt, obviously. It's a team that knows how to get there uh, to the finals. Now, it blew it. But they know what it takes 
to get to the dance. And I think the Calgary Stampeders are still going to be the favorites when we get to Labor Day and beyond. So I'm going to say uh, not just and, and, and not just then, but as of right now, I still really like what Bo Levi Mitchell, Jerome Messon, we mentioned him in the Performers of the Week, can do that combination. You have to respect the runs. When the few teams in the CFL, you have to respect the running back. Otherwise, Jerome Messam will destroy you. And if you respect it too much, Bo Levi is going to pump you downfield. So I'm going to go with the Calgary Stampeders. Again, you can vote at AndyMC81 on the poll question. Who is your Great Cup favorite right now at this point in the season? After the break, Matthew Shinetti, TSN reporter, stops by. We'll swing around the league and talk about all the top storylines. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back we are, CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81. Still to come in the show, we'll talk team power rankings and some CFL fantasy. How did you do in Week 5? And we'll give you some tips heading into the sixth week of the CFL season with TSN.ca Scott Collin. Also still to come, Behind the helmet with Saskatchewan Rough Rider wide receiver, the always outspoken and entertaining Duron Carter, and also my picks of the week. First, though, let's welcome in TSN.ca reporter Matthew Shinetti. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. Listen, that the game on on Monday night to capitalize Week Five. Like what what a a finish that was for Ottawa. It began Week Five on Wednesday. Finished it on the Monday, lost by a field goal to the Toronto Argonauts. Let's start with the Argos because you were all over it on on TSN television. Of uh, that defensive line, which has been so good for Toronto, took a beating. Yet Bear Woods loses helmet for concussion protocol. Cleon Lang gets carted out, and uh, Victor Butler heard a pop apparently in his right knee. Yeah, it um, it it doesn't look it didn't look good on the surface for the Argos, despite coming out with the win. Um, you know, he's speaking to the Argos afterwards and, and Butler and um, Cleon Lang. The Argos are less um, concerned of the long-term issue with Victor Butler's knee. He wasn't using any crutches okay. than they were with uh, Cleon Lang. They'll both go for an MRI on Tuesday. Um, Lang was in a, uh, a stability cast after the game, kind of an air cast, and, and was on crutches. Uh, Bear Woods told me after the game that he's okay. Uh, that you know, the, he'll just need a, a bit of time to rest. Uh, but Cleon Lang is probably the biggest concern right now for the Argos. It did not look good. And it was funny. There was so much going on on that last play before the half where you think a team is going to take a knee and all of a sudden Ottawa's dropping back and five seconds left and Trevor Harris goes down. Oh. It looks like he might have a, a head injury. It just turned out to be an eye gouge, uh, accidental eye gouge from Sean Lemon. And then, of course, you've got uh, – what happened to Cleon Lang. So the Red Blacks have been had, what, four games in 17 days, which is really tough and terrible in, in, in such a physical game like football. Um, but you look at what they were able to do 
inside those four games in, in two and a half weeks. And their season right now is, is being illustrated as, as being one of complete frustration in that mm-hmm. they could ostensibly be 5-0. Um, yeah. It's just a, a couple plays here or there. And the margin of, of defeat for them has been, I think now they've had three games at least be decided by as little as eight points. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty – that can hit you where it hurts. And Trevor Harris was obviously pretty disappointed after the game. But circling back to the Argos, they showed a lot in that win last night. Marcus Ball said after the game that it, it showed a certain level of maturity and execution from their, their defense – but it's concerning when you lose Victor Butler, who was leading the league, and not by a little bit in sacks. Mm-hmm. Cleon Lang, who uh, you can consider one of the top Canadians on defense, maybe one of the top Canadians in the CFL. And Bear Woods, who um, who was always, always uh, such a vicious element in the middle of, uh, of any defense. The Argos uh, will have a little bit of time here to, to kind of lick their wounds a bit. But uh, Wednesday uh, is going to be interesting in terms of uh, who's out there come practice time. Right, and for the the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, Matt, you, you said it like when Trevor Harris, and you know what, I I was going to criticize it, and I thought like, I'm I'm also the guy who says why take a knee, make it exciting. But when he got up and his eye was kind of squinted, I thought, oh my god, did, he get, did his head get yeah, squashed? Ripped, yeah, ripped the helmet off. Oh, and, and it it you know I initially my reaction, and I told our production truck it didn't look good because he ripped his helmet off and yeah. was holding his head. I thought he might have had. A very very severe concussion because he looked like he wasn't he he wasn't walking right he he was grabbing his head um, but anybody who's ever been gouged in the eye um, it 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 can be incredibly uncomfortable but he came out um, you know he, Harris will take some flack for some of the throws he made not you know aside from the uh, the, the great toss to Ellingson that tied the game but he'll take some flack. For some of the throws, especially you know the one obviously to Marcus Ball, yeah, that uh, that that was a pretty significant interception and um, maybe some missed opportunities early on in the game. But Ottawa is not a bad football team, you know. We, comparatively, right now the Tie Cats look like a bad football team. Right. The the Red Blacks do not. They they are a team that is basically on the wrong end of every single bloody mistake and or anything that could go wrong is going wrong for Ottawa right now. And you feel for Rick Campbell and you feel for that, the Red Blacks. Um, but that's the nature of the CFL. Uh, we could be looking back later in the season if there is a crossover situation. Uh, and you, you, you know that at the end of the season, the Red Blacks will look back on maybe one, maybe two, maybe all of the games they lost and say, we could, we could have won the East. We could have hosted the East final again. Yeah. Had we just been able to win one of those games, and it really drives home the point. As much as people tend to make fun of the CFL and tease it for maybe not mattering as much until Labor Day or after Labor Day, no, these games matter. Sure, they I mean, do. Going back to Hamilton, uh, they now go to Alberta for two games against the uh, against the Stamps and the Eskimos. The Ticats could very well be 0 and 6 by the time mm-hmm. they come back to Southern Ontario, which would be catastrophic. Yeah. Uh, even if it's in the even if it's the beginning of August, so I, I I would I would say right now, overall, as we kind of round out the first quarter of the season, it does not look all that good for the uh, 
for, for the Ticats, the Red Blacks right now for very, for very different reasons. Um, and you have to hope that both teams, if you're a fan of either team, um, really starts, especially the Red Blacks, I think, given, um, given everything that they've been able to, to achieve over the last 18 months, um, you, you, just a few plays here or there, everything changes. Um, because speaking of Trevor Harris last night, he was very, very, very frustrated. Right. In conversation with TSN reporter Matthew Shinetti on Twitter at TSN Shinetti. Matt, one more uh, note on the East, and then I uh, want to hit on the West a, a little bit here. And, and you mentioned Ottawa and Hamilton, and this Red Blacks team. Now, we know the last few years under Ken Austin, the Ticats have been slow starters, but they. Ottawa reminds me of those Ticats teams because you could put your finger on positivity. Okay, hey, the offense was clicking. Something went wrong. You could see growth, and, and, and it was going to work out. You, you, you knew it was going to work out. I feel that way about the Red Blacks. For the Ticats, like Matt, like the offense is lethargic, which is surprising. Zach Caleros, even when, when he's making those quick outlet passes to not get smacked, isn't, it just doesn't seem like the same guy. The only positive to me is that defensive line other than that, like it's been, I can't put my finger on what is wrong with the Ticats. And as you said, hey, it doesn't get any easier. You go into Calgary against those Stampeders who are always really tough. I think, and I've been saying this on a few shows over the last little bit, uh, Andy, is the Ticats are at a point where um, everything, every frustration they've dealt with, every solution they've come up with, because of the um, either the officiating problems or the injuries or the near misses or the, the small mistakes that they would have to deal with, it I think now we're seeing the the difference when it's in your control and when it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean they're losing uh, in ways that they've lost. They've been blown out. Obviously, they got blown out a few weeks ago by by the. Um, by the BC Lions and gave up 500 yards to Ricky Ray, and then obviously made uh, got made Kevin Glenn look so good in that loss to Regina. But they're mixing it up with games where they used to lose early on in the season when when they used to be able to to overcome certain things. Like uh, case in point, that game against Edmonton, where they I can't I can't remember how many times they let drives go on because of pass interference right. or unnecessary roughness or objectionable, objectionable conduct. They were shooting themselves in the foot. They should not have lost that game to Edmonton. No matter how good Mike Riley is, and he's, and he's in terms of if you give him even – they gave him 70 seconds, and he beat them. Um, <laughs> That's it. You, you cannot, if, if you're Hamilton, given the fact that you can't, you can't seem to overcome – uh, the little things, the, the the scheme issues, the fact that your secondary isn't experienced, you cannot go ahead and make the mistakes, take the penalties that hurt you worse. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they, they've taken penalties, they've taken they've taken things that they would overcome before, and they're not. And I think that calls to um, whether it's a lack of focus, whether it's it's immaturity, whether it's frustration. You have to look at it all together and say to yourself. This Ticats team's in a bad way right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've dealt with injuries, and they've dealt with a lot of things in the past, but this is different because they can't overcome the little things. They're not making adjustments to the adjustments. And when I watch Ken Austin on the sidelines, the passion is there, the intensity is there, but I wonder if even he's standing there going, I don't, 
I don't know how to solve this one. This, yeah. is, this is this is an interesting this is an interesting um, this is an interesting problem. He always he always was able to no matter what the Ticats are going through take a very personal approach with player to player to player and try to and try to fix things. I don't necessarily know um, if right now he talks about he uses the word iterating through. I'm going to use as many combinations of players in the secondary. Um, on defense as I can until we get the right fit. I'm not going to know what he's going to stay there for continuity's sake. Um, he just seems to be in the mode of we're going to keep chopping and changing and chopping and changing until something works and fix and, and fixes itself. Um, I'm not a football coach at all. I'm just a sideline reporter with, with funky shoes and hair. Um, I, I, <laughs> look good too. I, I don't know what it's like to be in a meeting room, but I've seen enough football to know if your mantra after five, six weeks is to keep rotating players in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out until you find the right combination, um, it smacks of a little desperation. Yeah, I'm, Matt, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And before we let you go, I want to touch on the, the West Division, of course. I, I think the question we're putting out there today on Twitter at AndyMC81 is, as of right now, so we're quarter, heading into the quarterway mark of the season. So not what you project, but right now. Your Grey Cup favorite. I would think it would have to come out of the West Division. You got the undefeated Edmonton Eskimos. The BC Lions have looked spectacular at 4-1. The Stamps at 3-1-1 had that odd loss, but they're still up there. Winnipeg's floating around. The only outsider to me in in the West is Saskatchewan at 1-3. I I look at BC, I look at Calgary, and I look at Edmonton, and and really the order doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I see those three teams as being the best in the CFL, yeah, uh, yeah. and for different reasons. Calgary is just the efficient machine they always are, uh, offensively, defensively. And there's a team, you go back, we talk about the frustration with the Ticats and what they're dealing with. Nothing, the Stampeders never do anything easy. They always mm-hmm. either suffer injuries this year, it's on their defensive line, um, but they always seem to find a way, find a solution, find a calmness about it, and that starts with Dave Dickinson, and it flows through Bo Levi-Mitchell, and it goes through um, Devon Claybrooks on the defense, the defensive coordinator, and it flows through. And you saw on the weekend when they are instigated, like Deron Carter instigated Josh Bell, um, Jesus, they, 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 they blow you away. And they, they, they know how to flip the switch. It's the mark of, of a champion. It's the mark of a team that knows how to win when it, when it wants to win and when it can win. Uh, Edmonton starts off slow. But I think Mike Riley is showing this season. Uh, everyone will look at the yards that Ricky Ray is putting up and, you know, potential to break Doug Flutie's single-season record at 6,800 yards or something like that. Um, Mike Riley keeps orchestrating drives like he does late in games, keeps executing. Uh, it's only July, but I'll go out and say that Mike Riley, if he, can do, if he keeps doing that throughout the season, and it gets tough if your defense keeps putting you in a hole, but he might be pushing um, some people to consider him for, for an, an MOP conversation. Wow. And how could you not love what, what, what BC is doing? Uh, Jonathan Jennings goes out, Travis Lule comes in, and two 400-yard games. God, I love like He never misses a beat. He's so efficient, so, so clean, so crisp, and just has a, a love for the game uh, that, 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 makes you, that makes you adore the CFL, mm-hmm. the way he plays. The, the quarterback position, always with a smile on his face, always as if, uh, you know, the opportunity is never too big for him, as if he, he, he had just come up to Canada and was playing Sandlot football. He, 
He just has uh, an infectious energy about him that I could notice in Toronto a few weeks ago. Oh, sorry, in Hamilton a few weeks ago. And I think no matter what happens with Jonathan Jennings and then getting Chris Williams back, the BC Lions are in a great place. So I do believe right now, if, 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 you, if you nailed me down to it, that it's, that it's one of those three teams coming out of the quarter mark. Um, but a lot of football yet to be played. Sure. And once we get into those division matchups, which we will in a few weeks, uh, because many, you know, BC has, has had play, played games out east and as did Calgary, as did Edmonton. When they start facing each other, um, I think we'll really start to separate the uh, the teams that are good and good enough with uh, with the team that everyone should be should be really, really scared of this season. Matt, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care, Eddie. That was TSN reporter Matthew Shinetti on Twitter, at TSN Shinetti. Remember, folks. On Domino's.ca, that's the place you need to go to get any medium feast pizza for just $10.99. That's right, just $10.99. You can also choose from their mix and match menu, $7.99. For boneless chicken, pasta, cookies, pizza, whatever. $7.99 mix and match menu. Got to check it out at Domino's.ca. After the break, TSN.ca, Scott Cullen stops by. We'll go over the team power rankings for week six and some CFL fantasy tips. Also coming up, Jerron Carter. In Behind the Helmet, the always outspoken Saskatchewan Rough Rider receiver. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN radio network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to the show. This is CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81. And remember, folks, go to dominoes.ca today for all of their terrific specials. You have the $7.99 mix and match deal. You can get medium pizzas, a couple of those. You can get pasta. You can get the marble cookie brand. Whatever you want, dominoes.ca has you covered. Check them out today for all your sporting events, anything you want. Whenever you're hungry, just go to Domino's. In studio with me now, Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. Scotty, how are you? You getting hungry from all that pizza talk? I, I, I do like the pizza talk. <laughs> I'm re- ready for some pie. Excellent. So uh, let's begin with your power rankings. You can find that on TSN.ca. I was a little shocked, Scotty, because an undefeated team in the Edmonton Eskimos a week ago sat atop of your rankings. They did nothing wrong. All <laughs> yeah, they did was true. stay undefeated. And the Calgary Stampeders have dethroned them. Why? Uh, well, then here we go with the timing of the power <laughs> rankings, right? When I when I did the rankings last week, um, I didn't know Adarius Bowman would be would be gone for six weeks, and so right. that's that's basically the the reason that I I knock uh, Edmonton off just a, a little bit. Uh, I think I still think Calgary is kind of the class of the league, even if they've had some uh, some stumbles uh, early in the season. But um, basically, the the big reason that I'm Kind of moving Calgary back up. Even I mean, they had a nice win against Saskatchewan, but uh, I think the bigger reason is that I, I think the loss of Adarius Bowman for Edmonton has you know potential to be a problem for them. I mean, there there are guys who can step up there, like Brandon Zilstra has mm-hmm. been very good. He has 300 yard games in, in four games this year, um, and Bryant Mitchell played all right in in uh, Bowman's spot. But you know, over the over the long haul, you know, this is the leading receiver from the league last year, and I think there that that's a bit of a hole that needs to be filled. And you look at it must be so tough doing these power rankings, Scotty, because you have the BC lines right in the mix, right? Like they're like it's almost like one A, B, and C between Edmonton, BC, and Calgary right That's, now, right? Absolutely, it's kind of the three horse race there, and, yeah. and and you know BC is basically closing the gap as Travis Lule keeps as Travis Lule keeps playing and mm-hmm. keeps throwing up four hundred yard games. 
there isn't such a drop off like like when um, when Jennings gets hurt and basically when any team loses their starting quarterback, there's the rankings are are likely going to reflect a drop off, right? Because you know most guys who are sitting there in the second string aren't going to be as good. Um, strange how that works. And, <laughs> but but Lule's come in and has back to back 400 yard games, and so the drop off really hasn't been very significant, and so the gap kind of keeps closing between you know, what the Lions are doing and, and what you're getting out of the Stampeders and, uh, and the Eskimos. So um, it is kind of a, the three of them are pulling away a bit from the rest of the league, but uh, right, right now I, I still give the Stamps the edge. So if we move now to the fantasy world, it was an interesting week going into the CFL fantasy. You can play that game, of course, on tsn.ca. Um, okay, I want to start with the Red Blocks because this was the big question coming in. You could, they had two games, right, that began – and finished week five. So you could take Red Blacks and get credit point-wise for both games, but it was going to cost you True. quite a bit more. In the end, when you look big picture after two games, was it worth it overall? I think it, it was in most cases. Um, look, last week you and I talked, and I said, look, my my initial reaction was I, I want Trevor Harris Yeah, yeah. because I'm going to get two games of Trevor Harris. But then... Travis Lule wasn't priced like a starting quarterback yet. Mm-hmm. No, he was he was a super bargain last week, and so I didn't. I, I went with Lule um, because he was so inexpensive. But if you look if you look at Harris, even though he was you know the most expensive quarterback on the board, you still got 560 yards and four touchdowns. Like that's pretty good value because even his cost wasn't really say double of what a a standard sure. starter was last week. It was something um, along the lines of one and a half or in that range, yeah. and so. You know, getting you know thirty eight point four fantasy points uh, for that price made it worth it. Now, if you go elsewhere on their lineup, like that, that's where you really could pay off. Like I think Greg Ellingson, uh, you know, had a monster week: two hundred and eight yards, two touchdowns, yeah. and that's who I picked up. Yeah, and and I, I did too: thirty two point eight points. Like that's a monster uh, week for a receiver. And yes, he was more expensive, but not outrageously more expensive than the other guys, right? And so, I mean, Ellingson was good. Brad Sinopoli was good. He scored touchdowns in both sure. games, right? Like, as long as you get guys who are finding the end zone, you can <laughs> accumulate those points in a hurry. And so, uh, Ellingson and Sinopoli were good. If you're really looking for, um, you know, a bargain, Josh Stangby, um, yeah. you know, ended up, he ended up scoring 17.1 fantasy points. And obviously, his cost was very low. He's, he's you know, he's kind of a, a fringe guy. He doesn't contribute a, a ton. But, you know, it's six catches for 84 yards, had a rushing touchdown uh, and 30 yards in the return game, you know, kind of put, put it all together. A bit of everything. And, and you get a, a pretty productive player, especially when you get two games out of them. So we move from the Red Blacks, who are on the bye this week, yep. so you don't have to worry about. And Trevor <laughs> Harris has been typically my go-to guy, a dud against the Argos. It's a tough stretch for them, right? But in any case, Travis Lule last week, as you said, 4200 bucks. I went with him too, too much, and it paid off, right? Yeah. If only those two interceptions, ooh, it would have been a, even a bigger week. But he had total between the passing and the uh, rushing game, uh, almost 30 fantasy points at 4200 bucks. Now, of course, the powers that be at the TSN CFL game, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they've, they've, they've caught up. They've reacted. Yeah, yes. it's now 9214 bucks off the salary cap for Travis Lule. But this might be a case, Scotty, I think where you almost got to wait up until game time if you're going to be judging Jennings or Lule because right now it's not really known for sure, and Wally Buono isn't exactly in a hurry to tip his hand. Yeah, well, and that's... This is the thing is, is you know, even at 9200 bucks, Lule could be good value, yep. but only if he's starting. If not. <laughs> right? If, if not, it's a wasted spot. So obviously, yeah, you're going to have to kind of pay attention um, leading up to game time and, and hope that, uh, you know, you have kind of the best information when you're filling out your roster. 
So when we do look at quarterback for week six, my eyes are drawn to Ricky Ray because he's under $10,000. And listen, we, we know the, the numbers he puts up, but it's especially juicy because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are struggling. Their defense, you want to stay away from them fantasy-wise. They're doing next to nothing. This is a big, even though it's going to be the second game, this is, I think, a big opportunity for Ricky Ray to put up more massive stats and you're getting him for under 10000 bucks. Like, I'm not sure if the difference between, let's say, him, Riley, Bolivai, Mitchell, and Matt Nichols is still priced more than Mr. Alex yeah, Smith of the CFL. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, the Matt Nichols price. I mean, I guess he, he had a few touchdowns last week. But, look, Ricky Ray's thrown for 325 yards or more mm-hmm. in every game this season. So right. there's a safety there. And, and look, I, I know last week we talked about he he's... He still hasn't found the end zone that that much, you know, given how many yards he's passed for. Uh, but he did have a couple touchdown passes last week, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I still I'm still sort of you know beating the drum on Jeff Fuller here as a potential um, playmaker for him. He returned to the lineup last week. Uh, yeah. You know, with Devere Posey out, I, I think there's room for um, for some of these guys to kind of move into more prominent roles uh, with the Argos and and. You know, because Ray is going to put up the yards. It's basically a matter of who's going to who's going to be the recipient. Yes. You know, and and so S.J. Green is obviously the kind of the number one guy, but there's all kinds of room for for others to step up. And then you know, Anthony Coombs has been, um, you know, big what a threat, value, big twenty five hundred dollars last week. Yeah, big threat, and he's had you know back to back games with eight catches. Mm-hmm. And so you know, obviously he's somebody you're going to want to look at. But I, I think you know there there might be some guys who are deep threats, and that's where that's where Fuller is my, um, you know, guy. I'm kind of keeping an eye on as, you know, potential to do right. something for the Argos down the road. In conversation with TSN.ca, Scott Cullen on Twitter at TSN, Scott Cullen. Sky, let's zip through a few of your uh, heroes and zeros real quick. So quarterback, we went through Travis Lule, uh, Ricky Ray, of course, uh, Darian Durant making an appearance. Uh, an unexpected appearance yeah. from Darian Durant. That's right. You know, and he throws for 452 yards, uh, two touchdowns, did have two interceptions as well. Uh, but look, a 452-yard passing game for for Durant's is most uh, in a game since September 2010. Mm-hmm. You know that it's th- those don't come along very often for him, and so you know that, that turns out to be a uh, a productive fantasy game, even though they lost to Ottawa. Yeah, I'll have to see if that is uh, sustainable at all. Now the <laughs> zeros uh, on the list, Scotty, is our special behind the helmet guest, Ron <laughs> Carter from Saskatchewan. So don't be too hard on him. We pull no punches here right. with, uh, based on who the guests are. But, yeah, like this is the second time this year yeah. that Ron Carter's had a game with two catches for 12 yards. And and I know um, if you look at what the CFL on TSN panel when they make their picks for, for fantasy, and we, we have an article on the website each week kind of showing who they picked, a couple of the guys were on Deron Carter last week thinking, okay, he's ready, to, he's ready to bust out. And, uh, no, not so much. And, <laughs> look, look, some of this is, um, you know, new team and, mm-hmm. and – you know, you you don't necessarily know what's kind of coming from one week to the next from the Saskatchewan offense, but like Carter is super talented, right? Like yeah, he, he's a guy who who you could in theory think, well, he's a guy who could challenge for the league receiving leader. You know, he's that kind of talent, but the production just hasn't been there uh, early going uh, with Saskatchewan. No, and the other zero is Western Dressler and Zach Caleros, and you can find all that on TSN. .ca and on Twitter for uh, Scotty at TSN Scott Cullen. Scott, we'll do it again next week. That sounds awesome. Thanks, Andy. That was TSN.ca Scott Cullen. Again, get him on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. After the break, the aforementioned Deron Carter from behind the helmet. We're going to get to know Deron. He's a fun guy. I think he's going to bust out, too, at some point really, really soon. We'll get to that and the game picks. A lot more coming up as we wrap up CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. 
Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. You can go there, vote on our Twitter poll. Who is your Great Cup favorite right now at the quarter point of the season? Behind the helmet time, folks. Here we go. On the line with me now, fresh from serving ice cream out in the community, Duran Carter from the Saskatchewan Rough Rise. Duran, how are you? I'm doing very well. Excellent. So you're you're out there uh, giving kid, uh, uh, ice cream to kids and all that. How's uh, how are you liking your time in Regina after a few years in Montreal? Uh, man, I, I am loving my time in Regina. I'm, ha- I'm having so much fun out here in the community. Uh, I mean, every week we're doing something out with the riders. And it just gets so much love. I love being in Regina. Awesome. Yeah, they're certainly passionate out there, that's for sure. So for Behind the Helmet, we want to get fans to know you better, know the personality a little bit. So we'll ask you, ask you some questions here so, uh, so that can come out. First of all, pump up music. You're getting set for a game. What gets you ready? Hmm. I w- uh, so I am the locker room DJ. Oh, okay. So I control the music that the whole team listens to. Oh, before and I would I would have to say right now, this week the, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are getting ready to two chain. <laughs> nice. So you 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 change it up each week. You go with a different different theme or something, or you know I try I try I try and switch it up to all everybody in the locker room. You know we have a few ACDC songs. <laughs> you know we have a few rock and roll fans. And we just, you know, just to get everybody going. I like to have a good vibe. Nice. All right. That's what a good DJ needs to do, man. Good, good. Uh, favorite pregame meal? What do you like to eat before a game? Hmm. Pregame. Man, I really, to tell you the truth, I eat a Snickers bar. Really? And I, and I get a, a yes, and I, I get a big slushy. And just get all the sugar. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. Wow! And it hasn't failed me. And I just get this big sugar rush. <laughs> so that's what. So that's when people see me out there. I'm really out there on like a sugar high running around. <laughs> we got to get Snickers as a uh, as a sponsor for you. We'll, we'll have you flash it before the game. I'll work on that. Don't worry. Oh man, that would, that would be great. <laughs> Lifetime supply. Okay, let's go to to uh, your your downtime. Uh, do you have a video game system and game that you like playing most? Are you into video games? Uh, I am an Xbox One player. Ah, so do you go Madden at all? Yes, I I play everything. Any game that comes out, I I play it. I mean, from Madden to Call of Duty to NHL, I do it all. Ah, so in Madden, do you have a specific team you go to, or do you kind of go in the uh, just the online leagues, or? Man, you, would you believe that I, I still choose the Vikings? There, you got to, right? You got it because you're pops. I get it. <laughs> Man, it's, it's just sort of, it just, I just sort of gravitate to the yeah. Vikings when I, whenever I choose the thing. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, so I, I want to ask you a hypothetical here. Outside of your current quarterback, Kevin Glenn, because I know that would be the answer, but outside of Kevin Glenn, if you could have one quarterback from any era in any league throw you a touchdown pass, 
who would it be? Ooh, any era in any league. That's right. It's deep questions here. I would, have to, I would definitely have to say Warren Moon. Though. Yeah. I mean, he, domin- he dominated both leagues. And, you know, just mentally and physically, just being able to team up with him, I think I would be able to do a lot. Yeah, that way. Yeah, and you know what? It's great. Like you said, he played. He dominated in both leagues. So, uh, what's a, a hobby or interest outside of sports? So, when you're not studying the playbook or whatever, what's uh, and outside of video games? Is there anything else you you like to do? Man, to tell you the truth, um, I like paintballing a lot. Okay. I, I have a few paintball guns. Whenever I have some free time on the weekend, I go I go out down South Florida where I live. Uh, you know, the big field, and you know, a bunch of guys are out there paintballing. I like to do that. <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you, in my free time, I am a flat earth believer. Oh. So I spent a lot of time trying to uh, prove that the earth is flat. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm with you. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Uh, If you could be a professional athlete in any other sport, not football, any other sport, what would you do? Um, I think right now I could, I could be an MLS goalie. Oh. If I put the work in that I put to football, I think I could be an MLS goalie. I, I think I have all the, all the right skills. And you know what? If, if you're a soccer goalie, you don't even have to catch the ball 99% of the time. You can still be really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm good at catching the ball. If I didn't even have to catch it and just hit it, I feel like I could go 100%. You'd be great. That's right. Okay, a couple more for you here, Duran. Uh A practice drill you hate. So it might, it might help you on the field, but coach calls this in practice, and you oh, man. Ah, oh, man. I would have to say any blocking drill. Ooh. Nobody, nobody wants to block, man. Nobody I'm a receiver. I'm out, there to, I'm out there to catch passes and, you know, make the crowd go wild. That's so right. When come out on, on day two with the pads, and we got to go and do a blocking drill, and, and you know all these uh, crash dummies are out there. You got to hit them and hit the ground. Oh man, I I love that. Oh, especially in the heat too. You don't want to be stuck doing that in the heat, man. Oh man, I, I'll tell you, it gets pretty hot out here in Richmond. It does. I didn't know I'm from Florida, and it gets pretty hot down there. But man, it, it is very hot out here. Yeah, it can get humid. Um, so let's go back to, to your dad, of course, Chris Carter. Now I looked up your, both of your 40 times from the combine. You had a, about a 4.58, your dad, a 4.63. Now we know you put the equipment on. It's different. Him in your prime versus you. You do, you, do you got him? Can you take your dad? Oh, no, no match. Like his speed and my speed, no match. Yeah. He knows it. I tell him that all the time. Yes. You know, uh, he, he has the one hand catches down on me but he has bigger hands than me we're always uh measuring our hands and stretching our hands and just trying to make our hands bigger and he always has a bigger hand than me so that's what i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my hands more flexible and like this right <laughs> and last one for you here what t- what tv show are you binge watching now you got netflix or whatever up or are you are you watching a specific show uh i watch a lot of shows i'll say i, I watch power yeah, I watch Game of Thrones is just coming back on. Right, uh, man, House of Cards on Netflix. I like. I, I watch everything. I love House of Cards too. It's awesome. Uh, all right, Gerard. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for taking the time. We'll let you get back out there uh, helping the community and everything, and really appreciate it. Good luck this week. 
Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. That was Duran Carter from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Always great to talk to Duran. My picks this week into week six, Winnipeg over Montreal, BC upsets Edmonton, Toronto takes down Saskatchewan, and Calgary keeps Hamilton winless. Thank you so much to all of our guests. So for producer Joe Narsa, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.